Hey, my name is Tanil, and I'm passionate about helping mom entrepreneurs reach their true potential while navigating the chaotic journey of life, family, and business. I'm a digital marketing specialist, an extremely curious human with a growth mindset, and a certified wizard of the mind, specializing in clinical hypnotherapy and rapid transformational therapy. This is where the woo-woo rubber meets the road, my friends. We will dive into empowering discussions, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories to help you thrive in both your personal and professional lives. So pull up a comfy chair and let's ditch the debate and make it happen. Hey my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Ditch the Debate and Make It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Tanil, and today we're diving into the depths of motherhood overwhelm. Motherhood, a journey filled with joy, love, and let's be real, its fair share of challenges. Today, the spotlight is on the not-so-favorite companion, overwhelm. We're peeling back the layers of this beautifully chaotic life, exploring societal expectations, diving deep into the mom guilt, and of course, unveiling strategies to keep you afloat in this sea of responsibilities. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy spot, and join me as we navigate the complexities of motherhood together. Motherhood is a journey, but it's not a linear one. It involves all, such as joy, love, challenges, and yes, the not-so-favorite overwhelm. When we talk about motherhood overwhelm, we're talking about the convergence of various layers, such as societal pressures, internal struggles, and the everyday challenges that make up this beautifully chaotic life of being a mom. Societal expectations act as a persistent undertow, shaping our perceptions of the ideal mother. From parenting norms to Instagram perfection, the pressure to measure up is palpable. But it's not all external, there's an internal dance that's happening too. The delicate balance between our personal identity and the all-encompassing role of motherhood often feels like a high-stakes act on a tightrope. So when we talk about motherhood overwhelm, we're talking about understanding and navigating these layers. Stick with me as we peel back these layers and explore the heart of motherhood overwhelm. Now let's zoom in on a critical layer of the motherhood overwhelm, societal expectations. It's as though you're handed a script titled The Perfect Mom, and then society eagerly awaits your flawless performance. From social media to advertising, the pressure to meet these predefined standards can feel relentless. I've been there, feeling the weight of comparison. I'm currently recovering from comparisonitis as I compare literally every part of my life to everyone else. The perfectly curated Instagram feeds showcasing the picturesque family moments can leave you questioning your own journey. The happy, beautiful children, the clean house, the successful business, the extravagant travel adventures, the doting and supporting husband. It's just another level of pressure. And the truth is, no one's life is as perfect as their Instagram grid. Behind the scenes, we all struggle with the same messy, beautiful chaos of motherhood. It's not just about comparing ourselves to other mothers. It's about measuring up to an idealized version of motherhood. The quote-unquote supermom myth prevails. The notion that we should all effortlessly juggle career, family and self-care while maintaining an impeccably organized home. But let's be real. 
Life is messy, and motherhood does not come with a one-size-fits-all manual. Every time my husband mentions, let's go out for a meal to the kids, my stomach turns and my heart sinks. With three small, high-energy kids, whose listening skills seem to be an optional extra on most days, when we go out, it's chaos. Three big personalities competing for voice time and behaving like they're literally the only humans in the establishment becomes a mother's worst nightmare. And why? Because anything that the children do, or do not do for that matter, gets judged on the mother. Aside from the fact that everything they need or want is also on the mother, so a meal out is just another day at the office for us, but with a million more judging eyes and gossipy lips. So here's my biggest issue with it all. Mom bashing. Mom bashing sends me into a full blind rage, I won't lie. There is no mother on this planet who can say she has had an easy ride. No one can put their hand on their heart and declare she knew exactly what she was doing at any given moment, was able to keep her identity and life intact, and enjoyed every single second. So why judge others? I was exposed to it so much that, with both my pregnancies and even while the kids were still small, I barely left the house. I did not want to give anyone a chance to judge me or make me feel any worse than I was already making myself feel. We need to break this cycle. We need to be better. And the only way to do it is to stop adhering to these societal expectations. Life has changed since the 1700s. And we are wearing so many more hats, as well as taking on so many different roles. We would be abnormal not to feel overwhelmed, to be honest. So how do we break free from this comparison trap? Well, it starts with acknowledging and accepting my favorite statement. Perfection is an illusion. There's no universal checklist for being a good mother. We're all unique individuals with our strengths and weaknesses, and that's what makes our motherhood journey so beautifully diverse. Let's tackle the heavyweights that is mom guilt. It's real, and it's here to stay. But we can loosen its grip on things. This wasted emotion drops in on us all. You are not alone. But it truly does not serve us at all. The guilt for spending too much time at the office or working on your business and not being home with the kids. The guilt for taking an extra 10 minutes in the bath. The guilt for asking for a few hours to catch up on some admin or go for a longer walk. Sounds insane, right? But it's real. And why? Because we've been conditioned that this all falls on us. We don't get to be human and have our needs or desires. We are moms and that's our identity and that's all we can be. Again, the 1700s can come and take back their antiquated ways. In all the research and content around quote-unquote being a good mother, the message is clear. The child's needs are food, shelter, love and attachment. As basic as it is, if you were doing this, you don't get to invite mom guilt in. One of the big things that we do as mothers is try to outdo our childhood, if it wasn't the greatest. Or we try to replicate it if it was. Why would we want to put that kind of unnecessary pressure on ourselves? Our journey, our kids, our lives are all unique. Every single thing that we are doing and about to do is different. It's unique. Do we want our kids to be identical to us? Or even a complete opposite? No. 
We want them to be themselves. We want them to be authentic and happy, right? So on top of all of our responsibilities, surely we don't need anything more? With all the roles and demands on our time and attention, of course the kids come first, but not at the expense of our self-care. Now, before you roll your eyes at me, just stick with me. Have you ever been in a situation where you've snapped or been short with your kid about something that is pretty out of character, and you felt like you've had an out-of-body experience? Now, imagine you had filled your cup, done something that really makes you happy and gives you the energy and calm that you need. Put yourself back in that situation. Do you think you would have reacted the same way? No. So before we berate ourselves and give the mom guilt a voice, we need and deserve to have some self-care in order to be the best versions of ourselves. This is a ripple effect. Everything we do is a ripple effect as we are raising little humans. If they see us taking care of ourselves, they will want to. If they feel our calm and happy because we take care of ourselves, they will be calm and happy too. If they see us prioritizing ourselves, they will do the same. Fast forward 15 to 20 years from now, and your son or daughter comes to you exhausted, drained, and at burnout stage. What would you say to them? Keep going. You don't deserve self-care. Your job is important. No, I didn't think so. So humor me and just give it a go. Prioritize yourself and your self-care. Start with five minutes. Do a meditation or go for a small walk around your neighborhood. Whatever it is, but just do it. Deal? Good. I want to remind you that motherhood is based off your incredible strength and resilience. So I need you to just take a moment to congratulate yourself here. Okay. Let's get into that never-ending to-do list, which is the foundation to this overwhelm. First off, let's take a breath. Now we tackle the fun stuff. I'm sure you have lists and lists to get through every single day, of which you feel like you're probably only scratching the surface before you're adding more than you're completing. I get it. Here's what I have found to be helpful. One, build a routine where this is getting up a little bit earlier or taking a few minutes in the morning, but map out your routine that you would feel would make things flow a little easier every day to get the family up and running and to start your day off a little less overwhelming. Here's an example. My routine started with packing the kids' school bags the night before. I did it for a few nights before they saw how it helped them, and now they're actually doing it themselves. Granted, my twins don't need too much to think about as it's still small school but it's gotten them into quite a good routine and helps all of us avoid that rushing around for school items in the morning. Another example which has helped me is I do all of my meal planning for the week and grocery shopping on a Saturday or Sunday so that by Monday morning it is all planned and written down so I can essentially remove it from my thinking capacity storage tank in my mind. Number two, analyze the to-dos. Let's get ruthless on our to-do lists. If it's not making you money, bringing you joy, or adding value to your family, it's a non-starter. Take it off. The list needs to contain your motherhood duties. And by that I mean kids' well-being and admin tasks, the household and family admin, and then your business or job tasks. So let's go through these. The motherhood duties. You'll never get away with the mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual load that we carry for the kids. So just roll with this one. 
but you can absolutely control the extent to which you carry this load. Y'all get what I'm saying. If your kids are at school, it includes the school emails, activities, fundraisers, events, sports, which is also a full-time job. The household and family admin. So this is a big one that adds a lot to the overwhelm. There is the admin of the physical products like groceries, personal hygiene, cleaning, which takes time to plan what is needed, maintain stock levels and procurement. Yes, it sounds like supply chain because it is. Then there is the physical work of the admin, such as cleaning, laundry, cooking, which in itself can consume all day, every day. Then there is the paperwork admin, such as insurance, taxes, mortgage maintenance, any licenses, anything and everything pertaining to the household. And of course, if there are any upcoming holidays, vacations, birthdays, events, that will be on your plate too. And finally, there is the business or work admin. Okay. So if I've missed anything, I apologize. It's a lot to think about. So here we are with our lists. The first thing I would do is break these down into three groups for the sake of this conversation. One, motherhood. Two, household and family admin. Three, business admin. In each of these, I want you to write down everything that you do and that you feel is super important. Once you've done this, be real honest with yourself on what is actually important versus what you think is important. Then highlight the think important lists. The is important lists, I want you to put some time associated to each of these and the cadence. So for example, most of my paperwork admin is monthly and it takes a few hours. So I allocate a day towards the end of the month where I block out two to three hours to get the paperwork admin out the way. Once you see the time allocation to each of these tasks and the cadence, you'll probably notice that it's more than 24 hours a day. I get it. So now what you need to do is, which of these tasks can either be dedicated if you have the support or financial means, or can you change the cadence? So for example, with kids, you find yourself doing laundry every single day. What I found to be helpful is that I split it up into days. So for example, I'll do washing of clothes on Mondays and Thursdays and beddings on Wednesdays. I will do the ironing on Fridays or I sometimes use it as an excuse to get some quiet time to listen to podcasts or my books during the weekend. And I can assure you, the kids do not bother me when they know they're going to get roped into chores. Another option is to get help once a week to do the ironing, especially if it's a lot. What takes me two hours probably takes a professional 20 minutes, to be honest. The same with the household cleaning. Allocate days to bathrooms, vacuuming, etc. You do not need to do this every single day. As much as we all love to live in these beautifully clean houses every day, it's just not realistic. And it's not a great use of your time when you're trying to build a business or grow your career. Of course, if cleaning the house is your total passion, then please continue. Same with the groceries and meal planning. I do this on Sundays from the shopping list to the actual shopping to the meal plan project. I map out Monday to Friday as the weekends are pretty much a pick as you go. Once the plans are written down and stuck on the board or the fridge, the groceries are in place to make each of those meals happen without mental load of what, do I, what am I doing for dinner or what am I doing for lunch, while rushing to finish your workday under pressure. 
Doing these small analyses and adoptions doesn't sound like a lot, but it really does help steal your time back. The mandatory tasks that we have to do don't change. So it's all about how to manage them effectively so that they just don't suck up any more time than absolutely necessary, if that makes sense. Remember perfection is an illusion and you're not alone in this beautifully messy adventure. If you found value in today's episode, share it with a fellow mom who might need a boost. Until next time, take care, prioritize your well-being and embrace the chaos that makes your motherhood journey truly yours. You've got this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ditch the Debate podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every single week. I'd love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. So head over to the episode link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you most want to hear next. This is Tanil signing off. I'll catch you all soon.